Self Life Love with Dr. K. We are on life. I kind of like life. And thinking about life, which is a lot of what we do with my podcast, we're always thinking, we're always elevating, we're always moving forward, we're striving towards whatever our lens has for us. And that's kind of the point and waking up with purpose and, and waking up with a new mindset. We should think about our lives. I should really be thinking about my life every day, just making sure that I'm on track, making sure that I'm getting things done, I'm doing what I want to do, that my goals are intact, my mood is stable, that I am making good decisions, that I have made good decisions and I've learned from the ones that weren't so good, that I can look at my life and you know, really be proud of where I am. And if I see any areas that I need to kind of zero in on and say, you know, let's perfect this a little bit. Let's sharpen this edge a little bit better Then I'm willing to do that. I'm open, I'm receptive, I'm aware. And that's how we can continue to grow is looking at our life. I was watching the halftime show and, um, totally honest. I don't watch a lot of football. My thinking cap is still on um, because I'm very strong um, minded when it comes to justice and equality for all. And so I don't have a love affair like I used to with football. Um, There are some things that I feel need to still be discussed, but I was very excited about seeing one of my favorite artists, Miss Mary J. Blige. The halftime show was amazing. And honestly, anything, she could have just stood there and I would have been like, oh my gosh, it is amazing. Because I absolutely adore that woman. And I had an opportunity to watch her in concert. I went by myself. It was like maybe the second concert I've ever been to by myself and I was in front freaking row I mean the best seat in the house I'm not even kidding it was the best seat in the house and I knew that God blessed me because that ticket was not as expensive as I thought it should have been I couldn't believe that I got it and maybe because it was a solo seat but still oh my gosh front row for the price that I paid to see Mary J Blige Oh my gosh, when that lady took me down all the way to the front, and it was like front and center, I knew that that was going to be a good night. It started off so well, let me tell you. My husband dropped me off with the kids. You know, he was watching the kids for me, so he's in the minivan with the kids. They're like, bye, Mommy. I want to come. I'm like, no, you're not. Mommy will be back. See you soon. You know, so I walk in, I get me a nice beverage, and I don't know if I got a pretzel or maybe some candy, but I just created like this date night between me and Mary. Like it was just me and her. It was like a table for two. It was just totally about me and Mary. And, you know, I walked, I had my little dress and heels on and I walked down there and I just started talking to the people around me. I was totally content and not saying anything because if you want to ever experience going out somewhere by yourself, which I think we all should do just to be uncomfortable because it was uncomfortable 
in the beginning. I mean, it kind of was because I'm like, okay, what are people thinking? Are they thinking, you know, I don't have any friends, that I'm lonely, my boyfriend just dumped me, so I got to come in here marry. Um, but then after so many of those thoughts, you start saying, I don't care what people think. I am here and I'm having me a good time. And that's exactly what I did. Like I turned all of that negative thinking and that caring of being criticized or judged into I don't care if you're looking at me or not. I am cute. I am ready. And I will know every single Mary song that she sings. And I did. That's exactly what I did. I partied. I was screaming to the top of my lungs. Like, I can do Mary very well. I, I must admit, I'm one of the biggest Mary fans. And I can, I can sing Mary. That used to be my thing at karaoke night. Um, I would come in and they'd be like, here's Mary, because they know I'm going to sing America off top. So looking at her on halftime just reminded me of those karaoke days and kind of what I was feeling when I would sing about her. I would sing my life. Life can be only what you make it. When you're feeling down Okay, I hope y'all sing it with me Or sweet thing I will love you anyway Even if you cannot stay I think you are the one for me Here's where you want to be Oh my gosh In real love, real love I'm searching for a real love Someone to set my heart free Real love I'm searching for a real love You see how my my voice cracked? That's why I don't karaoke as much anymore It's because of that I mean, I can hit certain notes But some of those notes, my voice is straining And it did not used to be that way I used to hit them so well. But anyway, you know, once you get older and you you do certain things, it just doesn't turn out like it used to be. But some of those notes still come out right. Don't get it twisted. But anyway, so, you know, singing that song and just remembering about my life and, and Mary and what she's done for me and where I came from. The thing about Mary, and I wanted to talk about her really not just about how I love her and being an artist, but it's what she brought into my life. And for Black History Month, I wanted to shed a light, a spotlight on the beauty of Mary J. Blige because I don't think many people understand her. I think black women understand her. I don't even think a white woman could understand because, or or, a Hispanic woman, or, um, well, they could understand. Let me not say that. They can understand in their own way, you know, because we all have our own personal experiences. But there is just something about a black woman and the trials and trauma and tribulations that we go through. Statistics always tell us that. And I am one to remind myself that statistics and data do not lie. Numbers do not lie. Science does not lie. I am a firm believer in all of that. 
numerology does not lie. And when statistics tell us that, yes, black women have to work twice as hard and we're paid the least. Yes, black women have to have, you know, um, higher credit scores to get um, more things. I mean, black women are not considered the standard of beauty. There's so many things that we're high on that we would rather not be. And the things that we have to go through as a black woman, that is the thing. Those are the issues. Those are the things that Mary sings about, which is why we can identify so well with her. She has brought us through a lot of pain. Even black love is different. When you put a black woman and a black man who have came from a lineage of brokenness, who have came from fragments of trying to live in a world that didn't want them, when we've had to continually be resilient and think of ways to strategize so that we can get our needs met and be resourceful and have our distribution of wealth like we deserve, find a way or make a way mentality. That black love is even hard. I mean, even experiencing racial trauma, I've talked about this before. Not too many kids have experienced guns on them like my young children have at such a young age to where this will always be a forever imprint on their lives and they're still dealing with that. Not too many kids have to have to dealt with that either or being followed in stores. I mean, there's so many things that that black pain comes from. For Black History Month, I just need to talk about that because Mary is who she is because of the beauty of her resilience and she's brought that to us that was our outlet that was my outlet and I'm still rolling with her because I'm there with her when she's up she's up I'm up when I'm down I'm down she's down when we're up again we're up again when we're down again we're down again and through all of that we are really trying to stay up like the thing is we're trying to stay up is the resilience part of it Being a black woman is about resilience. Being in black love is about resilience. Being a black man is all about resilience because the world has continued to to tell us we're not going to allow you equal rights like you you see fit. We're going to have to move the finish line a little bit because they won't be equal. Diversity is cool, but, but wake me up when there's inclusivity. Wake me up when I don't have to look at these statistics and tell me that tell me that I have to work harder and I'm paid less because I know this. Tell me something that I don't know. I know this. I know that my interest rates are higher than they should be when I probably have a higher credit score and a higher salary than my white counterpart. Tell me something that I don't know, okay? And then show me how I'm supposed to deal with this when I do know (laughs) because it's not pretty. And that's what I bring back to my relationship is that frustration because I can't show all of that. I can't show the pain that it causes me because I have to be that strong woman and that woman of strength. I can't be out of character because then I turn into a bitter, dumb woman, an ignorant woman, a woman who doesn't have class or a, you know, a curse, a B-I-T-C-H. You know, if I'm assertive, you confuse my assertiveness with aggression. When I have a voice, I'm not in my place. So, you know, there's little things that 
we go through that are really, really, really big things that alter who we are. And so we have to continually be reminded of our strength and be reminded of who and whose we are. And Mary brings that out of her music. That is why we love Mary so much is because of that beauty, that acknowledgement, that recognition of black woman, the pain of a black woman. You know, it pains us to even think about our ancestors. It pains us that we don't have generational wealth like the next. What about the children that we're raising? It pains us to see that they're going to be growing up in a world that doesn't want them or that perceives them as a threat or may be intimidated by their strength. Every day I'm seeing that this is still the same narrative. It's just in a different color. It's just in a different print. It's in a different genre, but it's still the same thing. There's still a root of racism and white supremacy that goes with all of this. And that we internalize. I really want to live in a life of beauty. I want all of us really to be treated equally. I think that it can be such a beautiful world. And then I remember that there were so many people before me that thought the same thing. And they were silenced. They weren't taken seriously. And there were people that just don't want it. And that's so disappointing because I don't believe that God put us on this earth for us to have to go through this thing that we have to go through all the time. And it's not just black race, but it's Hispanic race. It's Asian American race, Asian race. It's, you know, Jewish race. It's just anyone with racial differences, distinct ethnicity and difference. It's just always a question. And we always wonder and we always have to ask, Where's the equality in this? It can get really frustrating. No one wants to be crushed or suppressed. This is our life. This is our life. You know, and it's so important for people to be able to live their life in beauty and to build relationships with different races. I love mine. I have friends of all colors and I love it. It's hilarious to me because we are different, but we're in a space to where we can be different and be okay with being different. It's almost the very thing that holds us together that we absolutely love is that we are different. We get an opportunity to learn about each other, to laugh, you know, at other jokes that may be, you know, culturally different, but are still funny. I mean, funny is funny, no matter the culture or the color. It's funny is funny. And it's just, it's funny how we can even have a relationship being so different. But again, that is the beauty of difference. So in my life, that's what I see. I see diversity. I see inclusivity. I've seen the things that I've had to go through to be this resilient, strong woman. And so these are the very things that I want my children to go through is to have a life that maybe wasn't as easy as, you know, well, 
I want their lives to be easier than mine, but I don't want them to have a life that isn't so easy. But, you know, my life was easier than my grandparents' life. My life was easier than my mother and my father's life. So I want my children's lives to be easier than mine. I think there's a seat at the table for everyone. I don't think we need to be intimidated. I wish that we could have consistency across the board and just have a universal law and rule. Whoever is better (laughs) needs to get the job. I mean, whoever puts forth the skill, the abilities and the hard work, the commitment, the dedication to get the job, then we need to check the box on who's the best one, who will fit the company best based on talents and abilities. I think that's all I have right now on that. Um, I think there has to be a universal standard of employment and then the affirmative action or the policy that we commit ourselves to to hire those that don't have stronger talents and abilities could be a percentage because I believe everyone should have a chance and an opportunity to grow. So if a company would say, I agree to put, you know, maybe 5% of my employer population to um, not have as many skills, but that most of my employees will have these skills and they can use it as a mentoring group or just a, a blessing type of group. Just bless someone who hasn't been as blessed as you and elevate them. Give them the resources that they need. Give them the equal opportunity that they need. Hey, I wish Congress can come to me and and ask me for some creative ideas because I could definitely give them some. Politics kind of isn't for me. What kind of is, but I'm just so like 100% and, you know, I have empathy. Being a, a counselor, I'm very empathetic, but I'm also very independent and I believe in boundaries and having rigid standards just so people can follow them and meet the criteria and treat everyone with respect because all of us need boundaries. All of us need limits of limitation. We all do. And so that's kind of where my perspective comes into play too. Accountability is huge for me. I need you to take responsibility for your actions and I need you to say, you know, I'm sorry and be accountable for making mistakes, making errors, because when you can apologize, it's not about the word, it's about the character. And so I look at that with people who can't say I'm sorry because they can't be accountable. And that's a huge red, red flag for me. You need to be accountable and be able to say, you know, I was wrong. Again, it's not about the word. I'm sorry. It's, it's about how you interpret your action and how you acknowledge the error that you made and created the trauma or anguish in someone else. And it's just that simple. And so life for me is about making good decisions and it's about understanding the history, understanding black history and understanding where we need to go, understanding my own history of where I've been and what I've been through. And so utilizing supportive outlets such as Mary J. Blige is a supportive outlet for me because I'm reminded of who I was and where I was and where I went and where I'm going. My spirituality is important because again, I'm reminded of whose I am. This world that I'm living in is not the world that I'll be in after all of it. And so this is on my way 
to the promised land, to the greater promise. And in the meantime, you know, this is my in the meantime moment. In the meantime, I'm going to sharpen my skills and I'm going to perfect who I am and who God created me to be. So when I get there to that land, that glorious land, I'm reminded of where I was here and what I did here and how I reacted and what I recognized here. It all works together. And I'm always a person about threes, the number three. So I believe in the life before conception, wherever I was, wherever I floated, wherever my spot was in the universe, until it was time for me to get here, I probably waited. (laughs) And then I came here and God blessed me with life, this life. And then after I'm gone, I'll see how that goes. Because honestly, I mean, we really don't know anything about anything after life. We can only believe. But isn't that what God said to do? That's the only thing he asked us to do was to believe. Because once you do that, everything becomes clear. Even the Bible even man and how we think and how things change and how your mindset can change when you see or hear certain things. It's just amazing what you can learn when you think about life. So think about your life. I know that was a lot. And hopefully I I came back full circle because I feel like I did. I feel like at the end of the day, it's about life. And it is. It's about understanding your presence. And that's what self-life love is. It's this broad concept of your life. Really, your presence, your existence, your meaning, your definition. Because every day you're defining who you are. You're sharpening and shaping your character. And your integrity, your accountability, your responsibility is all a part of that. It all plays a part in your professional and your personal identity. So all of those experiences that you have, whether it's going to concerts on a solo night, having the fam drop you off, or it's, you know, writing in a private place writing a letter to yourself or singing a song all of those little experiences do so much for who you are and your overall presence and that's what life is about so you can look at yourself in the mirror and whether you say good morning gorgeous such as Mary J. Blige did which is actually positive affirmation we do that in therapy all day long and I still do that I'll say good morning, have a good day. I'll tell myself, I talk to myself all the time. It's called positive affirmation. Look it up and find your own message. Find the message that is most suitable for you, that will make the most impact for you. I don't have just one message. I tend to talk to myself quite a lot. Um, But at the end of the day, I just want to be me. So a lot of times I'm just saying, be you. Because I know very well who I am. And I don't want to be distracted by other factors, which is kind of 
what I struggle with is those external factors because at the end of the day I know who I am and I know whose I am I never have to think about that but it's knowing that and standing still in it and closing my eyes and ears to everything that may be around me and maybe things that I'm saying that aren't really there so I still have work to do but I'm doing it and that's all we can do life if you look in my life and see what I've seen if you looked in my life and see what I've seen uh, I've seen a lot but you know what I wouldn't be where I am without it so I'm thankful for what I have seen I am very thankful for it. And because I've seen it, I now have a voice. And I can speak on everything that I've seen. I call that wisdom. And I call it insight. It is one of my gifts and abilities. And I am grateful for it. So think about your life. Think about your life every day. Give yourself at least five minutes a day. And think about your life. This is Self Life Love with Dr. K.